Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I have on London Wolf. We're going to bring her on in just a moment, but first a couple of announcements. If you have not grabbed my free 20-minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides, make sure you do so on my website, mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. And if you're coming to Hawaii, to the big island of Hawaii, on the Kona side, come on one of my big island UFO tours where you will see the night sky in a whole new way using our advanced generation three military night vision goggles. Without further ado, I'm going to bring London on. Hello, London. Hello, hello. So let me share with the audience your bio because I just, I can't wait to get into our conversation. So London Wolf, known as the Practical Spiritualist, is the creator of Spiritual Learning Styles and PTSI, which are concepts used to aid clients in their spiritual development. She provides a practical approach to energy coaching that helps energy sensitive people create lifestyles that feel natural to them. She uses her knowledge of energy principles, strategic planning, and spiritual insight to support clients. She is also a gifted international channeler who identifies as a starseed. Her starseed journey started in 2015 and shaped the way she approaches life through her knowledge of frequency healing and light language codes. She is now a starseed activator who aids other starseeds on their journey. She's also a skilled alchemist who helps clients learn how to master their energy through elements of the earth in order to get successful outcomes in life. She has been guiding others for almost a decade and is known internationally as one of the best teachers of energy concepts and how to apply them in a modern world. So I cannot wait <laughs> to talk about the starseed stuff. However, first question that I need to ask just so I can understand your background and, and the audience can is I'm, I am super curious how you grew up, like spiritual, religious, something else like take us through the transition of getting into this kind of a career. Okay. So I always tell this story and everyone always laughs. I grew up in a, a Baptist family. Okay. I was very much into it. Like I feel a lot of us who transition out of it, like that's our first connection to spirit. Mm -hmm. But when I was about 12, I was like, Hmm, the Bible, if this is the book, that's for everyone. It doesn't have space for Hindus and Muslims. You know what? I'm going to fix it. I'm going to rewrite it. So I attempted to rewrite the Bible. <laughs> because I felt like I needed to have space for everyone. Because at that young age, I knew it wasn't just one set way yeah. to approach life. Mm -hmm. So I still stayed in a church and everything. And then when I turned about 19... No, when I turned 16, I saw meditation in a different light. I got in, um, introduced to like Buddhist concepts. So that was like the first transition for me. But 19, I, I uh, found an article that talked about being a spiritualist. Mm. And I identify with that term. And I was like, that's the path. That's the one for me. So I announced it to my mom. And at first she was like, oh, no, like what? <laughs> You know, she's like in in a religious mind, and I and I respect it because that's the way that you process it. Yeah, she's like, oh, that's you're gonna do devil devil worshiping, and and I was like, no, that's that's not it. And once I kind of broke it down, then she then she was comfortable with it, and yeah, since then I've been on the path of this full transition to who I am today. Okay, okay. Well, so did you before you got into doing? your business that you do, um, do you, did you have another career path or did you go straight into like, I'm going to be this spiritual practitioner? Well, no, I had a, another career path. Um, okay. Since I was two, I always wanted to be a teacher. Mm. So I went into education first. So I, I did that for like 17 years. Oh, wow. I know. And I'm 34, but I started very young. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How's but okay. yeah, I started, I started very, very, very young. Like my first opportunity actually came at 12. My younger brother, he was in a, a school and my school got out early. So they brought me in as a volunteer. Okay. And, and then it, it continued on. So I, I served in public schools in New Jersey and public schools in the Bay area. And then in 2019, I realized that I was kind of complete with that chapter. 
Mm-hmm. I loved on the children. I still love children. Mm-hmm. I, I assisted adults, but I also got the skills that was needed for this part of my journey. Okay. So what, what shifted? Ah! What? Okay. And my dog, I did not put him out. So hopefully he's not going to be a brat. (laughs) (laughs) He said, that's London. (laughs) So, so what prompted you to start like deciding to get out of teaching and to shift into this new career? Okay. So I got the prompting to do this particular path in 2014. Okay. I had like a really bad breakup at the time. And as a lot of us seem to have on this path. And also like I was trying to finish up at community college and it was just like, everything was being blocked. Hmm. And I was just trying to navigate that. But that's when I kind of got into angel numbers more. Like okay. I just kept seeing these certain numbers pop up and I'm like, what, why? There's a reason. Yeah. And once I Googled it, they all kept saying it's time to start a spiritually based business. And I'm like, at the time I don't have a dime to do that. Like, so you got the right person. And then finally I, you know, went into it and I was doing it part-time outside of my job. Okay. Yeah. But like that event. And then finally, like once I opened that door, like I started to attract people and it became like a sci-fi movie. <laughs> so, so let me pause you for just a moment. I'm going to, I, I have to let him out. This like this never happens in my podcast. So just one moment. I will be back. Okay, I'm back. Okay, so tell me how it was like. Yeah, I want I want to hear this story. <laughs> what was going on? I hear it. <laughs> so okay. yeah, well, you were in the middle of saying something. Oh, I, I want you to tell the story of like how it was kind of like a sci-fi kind of. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah, like I said, 2014, I kind of got the prompting with the numbers, age, age. Mm-hmm. 2015, I surrendered. Um, I bought myself my first Oracle deck. And because when I was a little kid, I used to take like the um, card playing deck mm-hmm. and I would get a crate. I didn't know I was like creating altars, right? Yeah. I would get a crate. And in an instant holder, and I'm I'm I think I'm doing something. Don't know what I'm doing. And then like even though my family was religious, they also loved astrology. Okay. And seen acceptance for a Baptist. But I think also because like a lot of people, my family, this is my mom's side, originally originated from um, South Carolina. Okay. There's a lot of hoodoo practices, even within Christianity, right? They just don't call it that. So, you know, like the dream book with the numbers and what that dream mean. Like we were doing stuff like that. And I would sit with my grandmother, my auntie, my great grandma. And that was like my first introduction kind of into this other path, right? So, yeah, I got my first Oracle card deck. Um, I self-taught. And then uh, I started doing it on Instagram. Mm. And I was just like, okay, this is interesting. But then when the star seed piece came in, that's when things started to really trip me out. I started to get into um, deeper meditations and I channeled. But I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time. Okay. And this, uh, this female came through. And I, I, I don't remember her name at this moment, but she came through and she was talking and then she said something. I was trying to make it out and it sounded like Plelalian. Mm-hmm. So I was originally looking for Plelalian. Like, what does that mean? And I don't know how I ended up on a phone call with someone and they was like, you mean Pleiadian? And I said, what? And they were like, you know, it's more out there. And that's when the sci-fi started to kick in. Like, I was like, am I really having this conversation with someone? <laughs> And so they started telling me about different celestial beings and such. And that's when I started to do my research. And I was like, I got tapped in. Like, I didn't, I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. And then it got really, really sci-fi when there was this woman who was sent to me. Like, she, she contacted me. I, I think I was on um, Meetup, the app Meetup. Mm-hmm. And I was connecting with people through there. And she contacted me and she said, well, the Pleiadians sent me to activate you. And okay. I said, I said, come again. Like, she didn't know that I was, I knew anything about that. Like, 
this was her talking to me first. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> so, so she, she basically taught me through her activated me. And I remember asking her specifically, I said, well, how do I know when I'm ready to activate someone? And she mm -hmm. said, no. So like every time I do what she did to me, like I, I remember her and like at that time, everything exploded. Lisa, everything. Um, my nephew, he was a delayed speaker at the time. Mm -hmm. But in actuality, he was speaking light language. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I just got some chills on <laughs> Yeah. And, and I, I had a friend at the time who was speaking it and we were practicing on each other. Mm -hmm. And I would say, like, you know, this is what I saw from what you said. She's like, well, that's what I was thinking. Now, I looked at him and I said, I think he's speaking this. Mm -hmm. I started speaking light language to him. He started to respond and I tested it. I'll ask him to do something and he will go do it. So I knew he understood. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And so we're both activating at this time. I was more prone to feeling like they would come visit me. Mm -hmm. My celestial team, they will come visit me and give me these intense downloads where it feels like a force just goes through your body. I've never felt. You know, and you see them, like the outlines and such around your, your bed or something. And it's, it's magnificent. But he would see them and he mustered up the courage one day with all his throat muscles. And he said, look. And, mm. and he pointed and what he saw, I felt. So I was like, wow, this is a baby star seed here. Yeah. And, you know, and we're activating together. So that, that was a beautiful thing. Then at that same time, like all of my spiritual gifts just activated at once. Okay. Yeah. That's been quite an experience. It was very, very much so quite an experience. But without that experience, I would not be who I am today. Mm -hmm. And more and more, I I see the, the way my gifts are like needed at certain points more than others. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, but the, the best part is when I find other people like yourself and it's like, wow, look at us being our true authentic selves talking about like your amazing tour that you got going on. And, and yeah. you know, I'm like, wow. <laughs> no, it's an interesting time to be alive because I'm quite a bit older than you. I'm 50, but no, you're not. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> 50 looks good on everyone, but you get what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but I, you know, growing up, you know, um, being connected, I had to hide who I was. And so now we finally are in a time, well, and, and I'm old enough. I've gotten over what, I don't care what other people think of me. And I, that's been a process through my whole life because I cared so much what people thought. But now I'm just like, I have to be myself. That's all I can be. And so I love that you feel like you are able to share your gifts and be who you are as well um, at a much earlier age. Than me. But, uh, and things are opening up in the world too. I mean, you know, we just had the Congress hearing and some people are like, oh, aliens are real. It's like, it's like finally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel that way. Especially when I get channels about like space activity and, and weather. And, and it's like, I was saying that five years ago. And yeah. now you want to disclose, we're not crazy. No, no. we're not crazy. <laughs> and we're needed. Now yeah. you, okay, I'm here to serve, but I told you so. <laughs> exactly well so okay so when you had this experience of the channeling um of the pleiadian is it primarily pleiadians that you work with or have you tapped into some of the other groups as well no i i tap into the other groups as well um they all show up at different times for me mm -hmm. uh, the my home my home soul is pleiadian okay but i with different beings and such um when i'm getting like my serious serious downloads like the octorians show up a lot they help mm -hmm. me a lot in like social media marketing they help me okay. a lot 
writing, like anything dealing with linguistic stuff right on my shoulder, like say this, do this, say this, do this. And, I, and my fingers just be moving because I always done automatic writing. Mm. I have this thing and I tell people and they like, that makes no sense. Once I put something out there, it just leaves my mind. Mm-hmm. And it's done. I don't know if you feel that way too, but it's, it's out of me. So yeah. then I have to go back and see what I say or <laughs> what I said I offer. I do what? Okay, hold on. Let me check. Yeah, I do that <laughs> because it's coming from the soul. Right. You know? Um, but yeah, like the certain beings show up at certain times in certain ways. Um, and then the flip side to that, where the alchemist comes in, the conjurer comes in, you know, that part of me that works with the elements of the earth. So it's kind of like my guys would just toss me around like, okay, uh-huh. you need to be a little bit more grounded. So you're going to go with the ancestors and them yeah. you to get the download or to do more behind the scene thing we're gonna bring you up to your star seed team (laughs) (laughs) so with the channeling that you do now do you vocal channel or is it through writing or um... i channel i also i like i said i speak light language i write light language so i that not only with my star seed side but in my ancestral work as well it's also a powerful form of clearing that i use it for as well um yeah it's mainly uh if i channel it verbally or I can hear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, um, I haven't started doing the vocal light language yet, but it comes through my hands. So, so yeah. And it, like, I just, I had some kind of activation back Mm -hmm. in like, I think October of 2021. And right after that experience, I I was out for a few hours and then I came, you know, I woke up and all of a sudden my hands started just moving. I'm like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. So, Like when you say moving, like how do you, have you found a way to use it? Yeah, actually I use it in my healing. So um, one of the things that um, I've created a specific form of energy healing that I've called quantum cosmic energy healing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a bunch of different modalities that I've put together to clear, basically clear my clients. And so the light language comes in with that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, that make me think I, I use it in my hands as well. Um, because they come through me a lot, like a lot of guides come through me mm-hmm. and so clearing entities and and things of that nature like i didn't choose that one that chose me <laughs> and i was like some gifts you don't want and so you know some gifts are like you sure i'm the right one and they're like yeah but you get used to them right yeah you, and the main part is shadow work okay and so every- tell me, yeah tell talk about that and yeah. how you work with clients and yourself with that yeah, shadow work to me is very, very important um, on this journey that we're on because the higher you go or the deeper you go, the more parts of resistance you will meet where it, what I like to say, you're stretching past your shadow's capacity, mm-hmm. which is the space where your mind is confused because it has nothing to go off of. You're in that vulnerable, unknown space. So that's when the shadow comes up to try to protect you from that experience. So if you know that and you work with that, it will help you to identify, this is where the PTSI comes in. Okay. Post-traumatic stress. That's okay. what I, I was wondering what that, I was gonna ask you what that stands for. So. Yeah, okay. that, I, I, I'm jumping around, but it's all gonna make sense. Yeah. I um, created that in 2020 because I saw during the pandemic that a lot of fear-based messages were being ah. out. Uh you know by people who had um you know spiritual influence i'll put that put it that way yes and so you know there's you have an when you have an audience you have a responsibility and if if you put things out and people are trusting in you they're going you know take that information as truth because they trust you right but when you are a energy sensitive person like you can feel if that person wrote that out of fear or if that was intuition. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I wanted to raise the awareness that a lot of times it, your, your triggering can feel like intuition. 
And you got to find ways to sit with that. You got to find the right shadow techniques to get through that, you know, mm-hmm. because like I said, the deeper you go, the more resistance that you're going to come up against, especially if you're doing hands-on healing with people, you got your energy, that person's energy and the collective energy. That's all right. A- <laughs> a lot and, of okay. Yeah. And, and then I applaud anyone who, you know, is a mom or a caregiver or something like that. You got those energies too. So there's a chance that there's going to be a cross up in information. Yeah. So you got, you got to, you got to do your shadow work. If you're going to use your gifts with people, you got to know when to take a break and step back and you got to be able to know, Hey, I'm not totally sure about this information instead of feeling pressed to post it. Yeah. That. No, that's a very interesting idea because um, you're right. There were a lot of spiritual people that were very fear-based and pushing a fear-based agenda and still are. And um, I stay away from that completely. Not yes. that I don't know that there's not like the light and dark and all of that. It's but, you know, what I'm what I understand is that what I focus on is what's being created in my life, right? And so I don't want to focus on fear-based stuff. I'm in a happy little bubble here in Hawaii. <laughs> Let me be my bubble. I can be the peace in the storm. But this is also when people prematurely step into master mode, but you're still a fresh mm-hmm. te- a fresh student. We are always forever students. Yes. But you need to mold your gifts, build a relationship with your gifts, and then you can offer it to the public. Yes. Because that's a whole different realm that takes a huge responsibility and a lot of practice, you know? So yeah. Yeah. That's why I like to work with people who, if you like my alchemy course, if you are saying, Hey, I feel called to doing this type of work. Cool. Let me just show you how you're meant to do it and what you can do to take a step back so that you don't push a fear-based agenda accidentally. Yeah. Interesting. So is that part of the spiritual learning styles that you created? So what is that? (laughs) My spiritual learning styles, that's my baby. Like I said, I was an educator for 17 years, right? So I know this is like my my little advantage, not against anyone, but for my soul. I feel like this is my soul's advantage. I know that there's not just one way to learn something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel a lot of people, they master their reality, which is great. But there's this missing piece of, hey, I don't think like you. And that doesn't mean because I don't think like you that I'm wrong. Like, right. we're just on two different timelines and that's okay, mm-hmm. you know? So I was like, you know, let's make this spirituality more practical. That's why I'm the practical spiritualist. Okay. (laughs) I want to teach it in a way where anybody can get. So I took the seven learning styles that you get in school, you know, auditory, you know, visual. I took those styles Mm -hmm. and I crafted spiritual concepts with them. Okay. And it's two ways you can approach it. One is how do you communicate with the universe? And how does the universe communicate with you? It may not be the same style. Okay. It's kind of like love languages. You might receive yeah. love in a specific way and give it in another way. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. And so I was like, you know, this is very helpful. I made it in 2020, but Spirit said it wasn't the time yet. It didn't catch traction. Like I brought it back in 2022. Okay. And so I did workshops and people were like, this really helped me because to me, clarity is a sweet spot of life. Mm-hmm. When we have clarity, we can manifest. There's no resistance. It's all go. The confusion is what causes the setbacks and the delays and the lessons. So when you know, hey, the universe communicates to me um, through songs. So I'm, I have a strong auditory spiritual learning style. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. That's how they'll show up. But I like to, um, you know, do a ritual or something in order to communicate with them. Okay, so that's a kinesthetic spiritual learning style. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like, 
So the spiritual learning styles and the post-traumatic stress intuition are just like my concepts that I use within um, my different services to, you know, learn, learn about my clients. Mm -hmm. So how do you work with your clients or like what kind of clients come to you? What do they come to you for? And I actually did a post about when people show up for me and I think I schedule it for Monday. <laughs> but usually um, people show up to me when they're at the birthing stage in their life. Like that new level is coming and I just, my, my map is the push. That's the strategic planning. You know, that's the goal setting. That's the clarity on the practical steps. But my feminine energy, the nurturer, that's the I accept you as you are. Mm. That is the you're safe with me. That is the I encourage you. I'll walk beside you energy. And so, you know, that's that's that space. But usually, like I say, when they're going through a major change or they're mm -hmm. confused spiritually, like I have all these gifts and I have this happening, but I don't know why. And it's like, hey, you're going through a shift. Let me read your soul blueprint to you real quick so you can see that what you're experiencing is you're not losing it. <laughs> you're just you're just in a new realm and I, you need some help navigating as well as when someone who, you know, a lot of us energy sensitive people have been people pleasers at some point in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, right. And we have experienced abuse. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you're ready to set those stronger boundaries and build a stronger relationship with your masculine energy, you show up. Because over here, we pull out the warrior. Just because we're sensitive doesn't mean that we are pushovers. We are powerful, special beings. Yeah. Feel deeply, heal deeply, but can powerfully shift your life in ways you never thought possible. That's a superpower. It is. I love <laughs> <laughs> I Thank love you. That. Yeah. So, okay. So, how do you read someone's soul blueprint? Um, if it's like a star seed, I kind of like I usually will like look at a person's face and I look for certain features mm -hmm. in that person, and that kind of can tell me like what beings like are with them, okay. or your aura, like you have a color to you, right? That represents something. Um, so I'll do it that way. Um. If I need to, I might use, you know, my Oracle cards or an another divination tool. Mm -hmm. um, but usually, like I said, spirituality is very practical. The universe is very practical. People make it more majestic because that's your soul. And you should be that creative force. It's needed too, right? But yeah. it's really, really simple. So, like, um, I listen for patterns when someone's talking. I build a roadmap. I, and and I can see like okay that's the root that's where that's where this action stemmed from and mm -hmm. so I use that as well and that kind of gives me a roadmap. Okay, so um, not I'm gonna put you on the spot and you can say no, but I'm curious if you can tell me who's around me right now. I had a feeling you. <laughs> and you can say no again. You you can say no. <laughs> Just. I don't, I like, only, only thing I'm feeling right now is like you have a very strong blue energy around mm. you. It's very, very blue and like a uh, white. Um, yeah, I feel that uh, it does give me like Arcturian energy, but mm. that's what I feel from the blue. Okay. Well, and Arcturians are my main group. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't know if you knew that or not, but. <laughs> no. I, I had no knowledge at all, but you give strong or Arcturian energy and you are completely blue to me right now. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm wearing blue though, but I know that that no, no, no. is. It's in your face. Okay. It's like all here. And then it's like white around, like there, you are definitely one of their main guides. <laughs> For sure. So, okay. So I, I have to ask too, because like your family, you're mm -hmm. here. You are like you're a star seed, and you're activating people, and your nephew is speaking light language. So, what's your family thinking about all this? Um, my family, they, I'm, I'm the one that's always going to do something, you know, that's like unexpected. So they're never really surprised. They're like, okay. oh, 
that's what she okay you know but I will say at first there was um there were some shifts I had to navigate through at times mm -hmm. and I was like you know what spirit like why why am I going through this but I knew it was birthing me out of something right like some kind of family healing but as time went on like my mom calls me her starseed we talk about this okay we have conversations and she'll and if she sees something on the news and they say oh we spotted a ufo or something she said she'll call me and be like your people on the tv <laughs> like they they actually support me um because i have a a, a a clothing line too oh you do yeah i have wolf barrel um i have it on shopify a shopify website but i also have a few pieces that i uh going to release on walmart website oh, wow. okay i use the first place i'm admitting this so you're getting hot off the press All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but um, they, you know, if I send them a shirt that says something with Starseed, they probably rock it. <laughs> but it took work, like I said, getting there. Yeah. Yeah. So for those in the audience listening, um, if someone is kind of curious, like, am I a Starseed? So there, there are different definitions that people have of what a Starseed is. So can you first tell me what your definition of that is? And and if there are ways for people from your perspective to be able to know whether they are a starseed okay. or not. <laughs> I, my definition for how it shows up in my reality. Mm -hmm. My soul is an ancient soul that did not start from this planet. Yeah. I feel that I have visited this and I'm getting full body chills right now. I feel that I have visited this planet and assisted and aided in its advancement in different lifetimes and different yeah. forms. Um, so that's how I view it, just being an ancient soul that originated ah. her galaxy <laughs> dimension, her planet. And, you know, yeah. we have holes within our DNA mm -hmm. that activate at certain points. And we have all this ancient wisdom that we accumulated over the time to help us navigate earth plane as well but we also signed up like to assist through having the human experience okay so and i totally i'm with you on the same page like i i've been able to experience some of those other lives right and, like how i helped facilitate earth without being a human exactly so. and i can you tell me about one yeah so one of the um one of the experiences i had was actually when the earth's atmosphere was still developing and it wasn't ready for animals. And my job was to basically, I was this energy just kind of observing. And my job was to let whoever the powers that be know, okay, it's ready. It's time to put the animals here to see them. That is beautiful. And I feel that like, I don't know if you're feeling a surge of energy, but I have a whole surge of energy going through me. And it's like, when you spoke of that, it registered a deep, deep truth to me. And what's yeah. fascinating about that too, is that, so my PhD is in zoology. Um, it's all about animals. I've been obsessed with animals my entire life. <laughs> Look at that, you know? Yeah. Look, I also, I don't know, I'm gonna try to explain this. So we're present here, right? Mm -hmm. I can see and feel our celestial selves, you know, and it's like, then it goes into the feeling of like avatar being like an avatar right yeah. <laughs> and so like a lot of times that's what i feel like i'm an avatar um especially when the the star seed not well my celestial form shows up in full activated form mm -hmm. that soul is masculine okay it's a masculine soul which is why i feel very comfortable in my masculine energy. And when I was growing up, there were times where it just felt really foreign to be in this female body. Mm -hmm. Like everything about it, you know, especially childbirth, it was just like very foreign. But I chose to, to come in the female form because I needed to form that feminine relationship with myself. Very interesting. I have a similar feeling. Really? As, yes. Tell <laughs> so, me more. <laughs> well, I feel like I've, I, the, the earth lives that I've lived, I've, I've seen 
more mass like male lives than female lives and and I knew that I needed to be female in this very specific time in our earth history to help bring forth the divine feminine energy to balance that with the masculine because it you know number one we've been in patriarchy for far too long um and I I've always had like this a type go-getter like masculine energy and right. some people even told me like that I'm too like too bossy or too too masculine and I'm like anyway yeah no I totally get you <laughs> I okay what I've been told I'm very much if you bring it to me let's do it mm-hmm and a lot of people not ready. So like that go energy that I have is the, oh, that's too much. And it's like, okay, like what do, you, like, what do I do with that, right? And yeah. so this is another something else I also um, came to conclusion with. So growing up on the East Coast is very, is, that's, that's more masculine energy. Yeah. The West Coast is feminine. I find the Northeast to be to have a, a, a stronger masculine energy. The, the further down south you travel, it kind of becomes a little bit more chill. Still mm-hmm. masculine, but it's a little bit more chill. So I come from the Northeast. Yeah. So I, you know, very much career-driven, career-oriented because that's part also of my destiny. Mm-hmm. And so coming to the West Coast, it was like a hard halt. And like at that time, I had um, a- another bad breakup. <laughs> I was like, "We're we gonna just let's get them all out, okay?" <laughs> and so um, when when that uh, happened, I got plunged into this space of forming a relationship with my feminine energy. Like I just moved to a whole new state by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, coming out of that go energy and spirit was. We need, you know, you to form a relationship and figure out who you are as a woman. So I thank California for that. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I was forced into my feminine when I had my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that'll do it. <laughs> yes. Because otherwise, no, I've been extremely career driven and and even in male dominated industries because science is very male dominated, especially my department. I was one of only two females. Wow. In my entire department. Yeah. Wow. In grad school. So, um, and I was the only female in my lab for sure. <laughs> and so, I'm on, yes. <laughs> and then I was in the mortgage industry. Again, very, you know, male dominated. But then yeah. I switched. After, oh, I guess it was after I had my children, then I switched more to that feminine career where I was still a business owner, but I was doing interior design and home staging. So very artistic and pretty, you know, aesthetic kind of stuff. And then now the spiritual side. (laughs) So I was like, to me, I feel like this is the culmination of everything we ever did. Yeah. I was into web design and I was, I pursued, I almost finished it. A degree in metaphysical sciences but at that time I decided to go back because I thought I was gonna be a teacher mm-hmm. um but I did I say photography yeah like all those different things came in handy yes. for now like we were prepared and so like that's why not only do I do stuff for people who are going through emotional recovery or you know spiritual activations I also help people who have businesses that are energy sensitive because I feel like when you're called to do something is more to it than if you just choose to do something, you know, like we're all designed a specific way to pursue our dreams, Mm -hmm. but we have this information overload going on on the internet where people offer you quick fixes and they kind of took humanity out of the spiritual services and, uh, you know, emotional healing realm. And so, you know, it's like, you're still dealing with someone's life. Mm-hmm. You're still impacting them. You still have to be able to reach them and teach them. And when you're energy sensitive, you're overwhelmed. It, you can't like you. You got to get a coach who knows the influx of energy and how to get you through it, but also keep you on track with your business. Sometimes your abundance has nothing to do with your work ethic. As right. every time 
do with the fact that you needed to learn how to receive. Yeah. As those things as well. And we form a relationship with your business because it's not your business. It's your purpose, your destiny. Mm-hmm. That's different. That is different. Love that. Okay. So going back to the star seed thing, because so you explain what, you know, what you, your definition of the star seed, but if someone again is curious, like, well, am I a star seed? What are there? Is there any information that you could give to the audience about how to determine maybe if they are? <laughs> yes. I actually um, answered a few questions on my TikTok. I, that's why I post a lot of my content. Um, on how you can figure it out. But I always suggest if you question it, it's yeah. most answer. Um, be mindful of the sources where you get your information, but mm-hmm. be in a space of getting information. Don't just accept the first proof and think that's it. Um, I also suggest starting with crown chakra meditations. When you're feeling a little bit more advanced and you're ready to really dive deeper, start with some crown chakra meditations and some journaling, but research. Yeah. Uh, I, I also, cause I identify as a Blu-ray star seed. So like if that's a place somebody wants to start, um, you can check into different uh, characteristics of certain star seeds types mm-hmm. and see which one you resonate with the most. Your soul knows the brain might come into the play and say, I don't think I'm that. Or I think maybe that's, that's confusion to the brain. Yeah. It's, journey i got told they came to me so i think sometime that might happen too they might come to you so they came to me and that's how i started this journey but well and that's they came to me too yeah i was taking a psychic intuition class and first night of class the Mm -hmm. teacher led us through a meditative journey to meet a spirit guide that would help us get extra information which, and I'm a regression therapist, so I've done lots of spirit guide journeys. I've got humans and, you know, animals and angels. But in this class, um, I didn't get a normal human spirit guide. I got Arcturians. And I had, I had never consciously met them before, and I didn't know who they were. But, you know, they're standing in front of me, and they're just beautiful, and the pure love that they have. And their message was, you are one of us, we are one of you, we are family. And so fortunately, and no accidents here, um, there was a lady in class who knew about some of the different ET races. And so when I'm describing what they look like, but they're, you know, blue and all of this, she's like, that sounds like either the blue avians or the Arcturians. And so I had to go home and Google what that was. And um, when I saw the images of the Arcturians, I'm like, oh, that's exactly who I met. Isn't that amazing? Like, yeah. Life. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, um, then after that, then I had like four or five people tell me, oh, you're Arcturian, you're Arcturian. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I already knew that. Yes, you are. You share the features too. What are the features? It's hard to describe. I can't, I can't verbalize it, but in my mind's eye, I can see it. It's like the outline of them. It's like here, but you okay. share you share the features. Okay. But, um, when you get into the space of the crown chakra, like if anyone is trying to take your time mm. because that download pushes all of the negative programming out of you because it's making you more pure, you yeah. know? Your, your highest state and you're also getting the download of those beings and they're teaching and and it's a lot for your human vessel to take in mm-hmm. do it in bite-sized pieces i know it's easy to hear our story and you know it's like oh i want those experiences and it's like i get it take your time and you will have it <laughs> keep it yeah. <a> <laughs> And one thing I, I do want to say um, that, you know, even though I I have this Arcturian side to me, um, I also have many other groups at like lives as that. And so I just, so I know some people get stuck on, well, well, I'm only Pleiadian. And it's like, actually, no, you're not. You're more than that. Right. Because right. <laughs> people want to, they want to, I guess, feel special or like, okay, I'm, I belong to this tribe, this group. But 
we're all connected. We are all everything. So I just want to throw that out to the audience for someone who is like, okay, well, which one am I? Just know that you are connected. That was good. I, thank you. That was definitely needed. Thank you. Yeah. And um, because oh, one of the other lives that I got to experience just for facilitating Earth was a Syrian life as a genetic engineer modifying the human body. <laughs> oh, so that was that was a really cool experience to see. I love that. I've been lately tuning into um, my Lemurian mm -hmm. timeline, my my Atlantis timeline, and my Egyptian timeline lately. Okay. Um. So I mean, what? What's your experience in Lemuria? Because I'm sitting here in Lemuria right now. Remember, <laughs> because <laughs> um, lately I they've been calling me into environmentalism or just like shedding more knowledge on like, hey, we need to really take care of this planet, you know? Yeah. And so I've been feeling a lot of pain and distraught, like witnessing the devastation that's happening. Though we we are still climbing in light and good things are happening, it's just I remember this plan in the beginning mm -hmm. and how pure it is and the healing that it has and all that it is. Yeah. And so it took me back to the Lemurian timeline when you know having to leave and 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 losing everything, and so I had to do some clearing um, connected to that, and okay. so. The Pleiadians showed up and it was like, hey, because I was like, you know, starships in the sky, right? So I was like, hey, talk to me. And they drove by and I was like, okay, let's talk. Yeah. And they said, um, tell the people, like, send a frequency healing to the planet. Because when the planet is sick or bothered, we get a lot more tornadoes and, and super storms. It's purging right. and, and, you know, also trying to get our attention. Yeah. yeah. You got the sea life fighting back and things that they're, it's warning signs. Pay attention, mm -hmm. right? So they said, um, sending frequency healing to the planet or doing something like pick the trash up or something like that and studying the um, universal laws. Mm. Like that's really important. And I thank you for giving me this space to share this. I'm really good about that. Yeah. Um, so anyone who hears this and feel aligned with it, like you're called to assist, we we have to really raise the frequency back up right now. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So what? How about the Atlantean life? What um, What timeline were you in? And that. Um, that one is just what what I'm being shown is still in the background. Like it's there, but I'm not exploring it fully just yet. It's just more so the feeling in the heart. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I know some gifts are going to activate, but right now that um, the Marian and Pleiadian <laughs> environmentalism work, they're like, you're going you're gonna to stop you right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so in our little bit of time left, um, how, so what, what do you do? And without giving away, obviously, your whole process, but like, how do you activate clients? Oh, that's fine. So um, I have a phase one, two, and three. To completely do an activation, it's three sessions. But within one, you will feel a powerful difference. Um, I use my distant um, energy healing modality, as well as light language. Mm -hmm directly connected to whatever celestial being that's connected to you that's facilitating this. Um, and then within those, you're, you're actively participating, you're present. Uh, you can close your eyes if you want to and mm -hmm. you will feel it throughout their body. Like amazed, like, oh, this feels freeing, right? Yeah. But because it's such a powerful um, activation, I also give you tools how to navigate the shadow work. Okay. It's, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's in a nutshell. That's how it goes. Okay. Okay. Well, so um, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience? Any any wisdom that's channeled or just like life lessons that you've learned? Um, let's see what my soul wants to share. I'm in gratitude of the blessings in disguise. Hmm. 
And I, and I feel like you have to really come from a space of humility and wisdom to see how your lemons are actually lemonade, right? Yes. So I feel like right now a lot of people are being pushed out of their comfort zone to be this authentic version. To be authentic doesn't just mean you're doing this spiritual stuff. No, authentically being a plumber is being authentic. Whatever your profession is that you're called to do, do it well. Yeah. So a lot of people are sitting in their dreams or feel as though I have it, I got it, but you really need clarity. You really need clarity right now. A lot of people are, are struggling because they lack that clarity. But mm -hmm. nonetheless, if you feel the call to move forward, know that you're being led in a positive direction. Positive changes are happening on this planet, but a lot of us got to let go of people, places, things, habits, fear. Yes. And realize that you are supported, you are safe, and that it's because the universe is saying you deserve better. Mm. A lot of us deserve better, and it's actually time for us to get better. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, so how can people find you? What's your website and where can they find you on the social media outlets? <laughs> yeah, so I am on TikTok. Um, you can type in Wolf Tribe Apparel. Wolf has an E at the end. Um, I'm also on Facebook under Wolf Healing. I have a group as well, the um, Howling Healing Hub, where we continue these type of conversations. I also do like weekly uh, exercises on there. We do a lot of things with uh, spirit animals and it's just a, it's a community, a safe haven for unique people to feel seen, heard and accepted. So you can find me there. And my web website is wolfhealing.com. Okay. Beautiful. Well, I really appreciate you being on with me and it's so so beautiful to meet another, you know, soul sister, <laughs> collective soul sister. Yeah. <laughs> and for the audience listening or watching, thank you so much for being here with us. And I will see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha. Hey, everyone.